welcome to POV and My Therapist, the podcast where I vent, you listen, and you do not get paid. Um, honestly, you don't know this, but I know this. It has been a minute since I have been up here. Uh, I think the last time I was up here to record a podcast was a nice three weeks ago. I was ahead of schedule, but I got a little too comfy-wumfy, so clearly I had to waste time and not, uh, you know, not keep working to be ahead. So now I am recording this week's podcast. This week. Um, I'm going to try to get a little bit ahead in, in the upcoming weeks, but... We do what we can. We're a girl. We're just surviving. We're living. We're being cute. We're just that girl, okay? Um, Listen, right off the bat, I already know today's subject. Um, We're going to be talking about friendship breakups, you guys. We're going to be talking about community, finding community, friendship breakups, losing community, all of it. And I did not want to talk about this. Ding. I did not want to talk about it because it is a subject that is very fresh and a little bruised to me right now. So I don't necessarily really want to talk about that, but it has been a theme that is so reoccurrent in my life as of late. And I shit you not, I posted on my Instagram story, I said, what would you guys like to hear from this podcast? When I tell you everybody who responded said, talk about friends and finding community. And I was like, this is exactly what I don't want to talk about. And then um, somebody left a comment on my YouTube and was like, can you talk about friends, friendship and finding community? And like somebody left one on TikTok and and I was like, shit, I guess that's what you guys want to talk about. Maybe it's because like it's getting closer to winter and like when when it gets like when it starts getting cold and like when the temperature starts dropping, I think that's when like we kind of feel the need for community. And like maybe that's because like we'd like to be huddled close to people and we'd like to feel close to somebody else. And I definitely know that I am feeling it. I am feeling the loneliness at this moment. So I don't know how this episode is going to turn out, but baby, it's going to be an episode. Um, yeah. So uh, today I had therapy. Um, I had a trying week and last week was a trying week. I've had this, I'm not kidding you. This Mercury retrograde actually molly whopped the fuck out of me. She did not give a fuck that like my mental health is already questionable as it is. She did not give two fucks about that. She was like, Hey girl, I'm going to retrograde and you finna flip out and I don't give a shit. And I was like, all right, cool. This is great. So I had a really trying time. Um, I feel like I... I don't know, like I, it wasn't transformative and I didn't like it. I hated it. I still hate it because I'm still in the middle of it. But today I had therapy and I talked to my therapist about everything that I was feeling. And I think I maybe can talk about finding community and friendships. Um, I don't know, it's just going to be a really personal episode and I'm not excited about it. Like the way it's easy for me to kind of just like melt into a subject when I start the podcast, I can already feel that it's not going to be that easy because it's a sensitive subject. It's a really sensitive subject, uh, for me. And I, uh, (laughs) see, we're starting. Okay. So, um, or maybe thumbnail, kidding. Maybe I'll try to talk about it as objectively as I can, or just honestly, just put my big bitch panties on and just be a bing, poom, poom girl and, and just 
do what I got to do. Like, I'm going to put on my big girl britches and I'm going to do what I have to do even though I don't want to do what I have to do. And there is a big chance that I may cry while I do what I have to do. But I got to be a big bitch now. So here we go. Um, So I have had a very difficult time with friendships. Um, and, <laughs> and I started this podcast because of that. Um, when I... I started this podcast because I had these two girls that I was really close with. We were really good friends. And honestly, to this day, I hold no ill will towards them whatsoever. um, Because I just think our lives were clearly in heading in different directions. And we just, the friendship was just never going to last. And, and... uh, (laughs) The friendship was just never going to last. I think we all wanted it to last, but... I think a lot of the times I felt in that friendships, those friendships that I was putting in a lot of effort that sometimes was just not reciprocated. I realized that I was the outlier in the core group of friends that they wanted to have. And, and I say wanted because I literally, like, I remember there was one time when one of the girls ditched me to do something with her other group of friends who then, who then ditched her to do the activity without her. And I was like, so the people that you're ditching me for, you're not even a priority in their life. So I'm not a priority in your life because you're prioritizing people who you are not a a priority in their life. And I'm just kind of watching and I'm supposed to accept that. And I was like, that's no fault to you because that just shows me that like, that shows me that you are doing what I'm doing. So I was like, all right, but now that I recognize that, it's up to me to turn around, see where I'm welcome and see where I'm prioritized and to head in that direction. And that direction is not here. So that was really one of the reasons that I left that friendship. And, um, wow, that was a really grown up way to put that. But, uh, I can't take all the credit because my therapist did kind of get me to this point. Um, but I, you know, I think when I was younger, I made a lot of friendships with people that whether I realized it or not, I wanted to be like them for some reason or another. Like I kind of looked up to them. I kind of always felt like a follower and not so much as a leader. And I think because I was a follower who, wanted to be a leader weirdly enough but didn't really know how to be a leader I found myself in situations where like I was just I was just expected to like be the supporting character and I have deep main character syndrome syndrome I have main character syndrome and I was like I (laughs) can't exist in this world I can't exist in this world and I'm not saying that in a way like oh I need the whole world to spin around me no it's like I I feel like it's it's a universe. It's not a solar system, but it's a universe. You're your own sun. You have your your planets rotating around you. I am my own sun. We obviously cannot get too close, but we're in our lives. We are our own main priority, and we can we can interact. We can see each other. This system would not exist if we were not all in our rightful places, but I can't be somebody's Mercury. Like I can't. And this is such a great analogy that I definitely did not come up with myself. Um, my friend came up with it and because literally one day I called him and I was like, Hey, so I'm literally on the edge of a breakdown and I have decided that we're going to go through it together. So we started going through this breakdown and, and I was telling him that I really was feeling like, I just really felt like, 
I was getting pulled into people's orbit and I didn't want to be pulled into people's orbit because some of the people were high maintenance. They were very, and it was no fault of their own. Like I, that's the thing. Like, I think when you're a son, you genuinely cannot control the energy around you. You can't control that. You can't control that you have a great and amazing gravitational pull. But I think the people that are getting pulled into your orbit, they can control how they act and how they just are. And I realized that I was getting sucked into an orbit that I didn't necessarily want to be in. And because I wanted my son, I I am my son and I wanted my own orbit. So I was like having a really hard time because I was like, I don't know what this is. I was like, I can't tell if this is jealousy. This is envy. I literally have no idea what this feeling is. And he literally was like, the feeling is that you are the most important person in your life as you should be and you should prioritize yourself. And he was like, I think you're a star and you should behave like a star. And if people want to be pulled into your orbit, that's up to them. But you are no one's Mercury. And I was like, (laughs) I was like, that is the nicest thing anybody has ever said to me. Like, oh my God. (laughs) And I was like, that's really nice. Thank you. Um, wow. Wow. Um, and that really changed a lot for me because like, I, it was weird because like, I was like, wow, I have to be, I have to love divine how Kanye loves divine. I what? Hmm. Hmm. (laughs) That's not what I meant. Um, I have to love divine how Kanye loves Kanye because Kanye is the star he's the solicitor of his universe girl like he's everything to himself and not in a selfish way or not in a self-absorbed way but my priorities have to be based on me they have to be based on my goals and my daily life my my everything should benefit me 10 times more than it ever benefits anybody else unless I'm doing something selflessly and he told me all that and like, oh my God, like it was such a great pep talk. Like I genuinely wish like I could have recorded it so I could have, I could play it back every time I was feeling sad. But he honestly is a really good person to speak to when I'm going through it. Cause he's just like, he just says the right things all the time. And I'm like, mm, what are you lying? <laughs> like, are you lying? Because I'm like, this is very on point. And I'm like, Am, am I really the star? But recently, like, I will say that I felt like my confidence has kind of taken a hit in the friend department because I have gone through two consecutive friendship breakups. Two very consecutive friendship breakups. The first one was in June, and, like, at first, like, it broke my heart and because I was like, oh, my God, like, this is somebody that I've known for a really long time and I thought that, like, we would grow old and be friends together and, like, our kids would think they were cousins because, you know, we spend so much time with each other. But what started off as, I'm not even going to lie, like, I was absolutely in my feelings uh, when that little argument began. I was in my feelings and I 
reached out to them in a way that I honestly, looking back, I'm like, was so pathetic. And that if any of my friends reached out to me in that way, I've been like, I would have been like, bitch, what the fuck is wrong with you? But I also can't expect that everybody can act the way that I would act in that situation. So what began as in, honestly, like it was super pathetic how I reached out. And instead of doing that, they were like, you're not a priority in my life. I don't have space for you right now. Um, This is something you need to accept. And I was just like, wait a minute. That was not what I expected. (laughs) And it really hurt because I was just like, okay, wow. Like, this is not where I thought this conversation was going to go. And it was weird because like they tried, they hit me up like multiple times after. And each time the conversation was so harsh. And honestly, like it became mean, like to the point like where they were like, I don't see why this friendship can't work out, but you need to understand that like you need to do things on my time. And like, that's literally what they were saying. I wish I was making this shit up, but like there was a conversation where they were like, um, they're like, you need to do things on my time. You need to schedule time with me. And I heard the word schedule and I was like, there's no fucking way you think that we're going to exist in this world together. It's not happening. And, um, and like, it got to the point, like I kept trying to like, try to have a conversation about it. But I shit you not, like, there were so many times when, like, that conversation just, like, went off the fucking rails to the point where they were, like, insulting me and saying, like, like, literally hitting below the belt and just, like, bringing up shit that they knew I was sensitive about. And I was like, this is crazy. And then I was stopped responding. Kept resp- They kept hitting me up. I had to block them. And I'd never really done that before, like block somebody that I had a falling out with, like a friend like that, but I had to block them. And I was just like, this is not where I thought this shit was going to go. And I'm really confused about all of this. Um, the relationship was just not, I don't know. It wasn't as strong as I thought it was. And then literally like a month and a half later, I went, I had another friendship breakup, which honestly, like, I'm not going to lie. Like that kind of changed a lot of my perception of things because I finally thought that I was making a community and I thought that I was making the kind of community that I wanted, you know, like the kind that you see on TV where it's like a group of friends and like, and they, you know, spend a lot of time with each other. They love each other. They understand each other, all of that. Um, and I was so excited about that because I know, and I recognize that in my life, I am not anybody's main priority. There's, like, one person who is an exception to that, but I'm not willing to talk about that at this moment. But I know that I am, you know, like, not anybody's main priority. Like, I'm not anyone's bestest friend. I am not anyone's, or if I am somebody's bestest friend, they have their boyfriend who you know, that's their priority as they should, as they should. And like, this is not me being like, woe is me. Like you're choosing this person ahead of me. It's just certain relationships. Like, you know where you stand. And like, I wouldn't expect a friend of mine who has a boyfriend or has a friend that they've known since they were little babies to, if they have a, you know, a plus one, I know that I'm not that plus one. I know who that plus one is ahead of me. And that like, most often I'm probably going to be an afterthought. So, and I 
I can't really hold that to people because, you know, you have your life, you move, you live your life, you move on with your life. And this is like, I feel like this conversation that we're about to have that I'm trying to have is a good example of why I think people should really stop saying the shit about you don't need a partner, you need like a community, a friend group. Girl, that's true, maybe, but you're, you feel it when you are not, when you are not somebody's other, when you are not someone's person, you feel that. And, and I always think about like, sure, but what happens when your best friend gets married? They have kids, their priorities change. Do you just become an angry person? Like at the end of the day, you can't become an angry person. You have to learn how to make yourself your own priority. But you do feel it deep in your body, in your gut, in your soul when you are not somebody's person. And when you feel that you are the only person who can really depend on, when you feel like you are the only person that you can really depend on, it's like this weird cold shiver. You feel that. So um, I think like there's a loneliness that's livable. There's a loneliness that you can placate every day and you can live through it and you can get a dog and that dog relies on you. But there's always a part of you that longs for something more. And I don't think that that is something that we as people can give ourselves a hundred percent. And I think that if anybody says they can, they're a liar. So, you know, I feel that and I recognize that and I see it and like, and I finally thought that I was finding that, that I was finding the people that, you know, is, oh yeah, first person I'm going to hit up is Divine. Divine, what are you doing? Let's do this. I woke up this morning. I wanted to do this thing without a doubt. Like I've thought of you. Yeah, we're going. Duh. Like, of course we're going. We're doing that. Like this is our day, you know? So I thought that I had found that. I thought that I had found that. And I think sometimes I take my platform for granted. (laughs) I think sometimes I take my platform for granted. I take a lot of things for granted. And I realized how easy it is to be I realize how easy it is to be a person who is not self-aware. And when you are not self-aware, there's a lot of shit that comes out of your little mouth that tells people who you are, that tells people what your motives are, that tells people what you really seek from relationships. And I had a moment like that and I realized, all right. We are back to square one. So that has truly shaken my faith (laughs) in a lot of things. And like, I, you know, I have people, I have a, I have a number of people that I talk to regularly that I've known for years that I love that know me like the back of their hand, but I don't see every day that I don't spend every weekend with that I don't physically see all the time like one of these people I saw her for the first time in four years because you know life is life I saw her for the first time in four years it didn't feel like that because I I we FaceTime like every fucking week so literally my mom was like oh when did you last see your friend and I was like last week and I was like oh wait no never mind the last time I saw her was graduation so you know I have those people and then I have like my friends that are in New York that 
you know, I see like maybe once every two years, but this year I will be seeing twice, which is crazy. Um, for the exception of like one of my other friends that I see, she's come down here a good number of times this past couple months. But I realized that I've really taken that for granted. And going through my most recent friendship breakup and that experience, I was like, oh my God, it is, I don't know how I've been lucky enough to find people who are that self-aware, but I'm lucky. Because you don't realize the value and self-awareness and being able to think before you open your mouth and say some crazy shit. You don't realize the value and having your emotions under control and just not being a wild, like you're, you're the best way I can describe it is like a radio. Like there's a lot of people, they're like a radio. I take my finger, I put it on your knob. I turn you up, I turn you down. Everything I do gets an emotional response from you. That is horrible. That is a terrible way to live and it is a painful way to live. So I didn't realize the value in that and, and having people around me, even though they, I don't get to see them all the time. I don't get to hang out with them all the time. I know that, you know, they have their others, they have their other peoples and you know, that hurts and I'm still looking for my other, I'm still looking for my person, but I'm trying not to take them for granted as much as I feel like I have in the past. And, like, today I was talking to my therapist about this and, like, y'all, I've been spiraling so bad. And, like, I was trying to tell her about my spiral, but, like, with a comedic flair so I didn't get sent off to the loony bin. And I was telling her all about this. And the one thing that I've seen this in a tweet and I hated it and I wish I could have thumbs it down, but, you know, she has a better way of saying things. When we were talking today, she was basically saying how... You know, I have a lot of people in my life that show up for me when it's necessary and they may not show up in the way that I would like them to show up, which would be, you know, going out every weekend to, you know, the people that I see all the time that I spend a lot of time with that like we're like physically together. They may not be able to show up like that, but they show up in the ways that they can and that's really what matters. And it's like at the end of the day, when they have so much excess, not so much, when they have very little bit of time left for themselves and excess energy, they decide to dedicate that to me and to say, oh, let me call divine, you know, or they have the one favor that they can pull with something that they're nervous about doing. And they're like, you know, I'm going to spend that energy on divine because I know she would appreciate it. So I realized that, you know, I was kind of being ungrateful in a way. And, and I think the biggest thing is sometimes we have a vision of like what these relationships look like and what they feel like and what they should be like. And we waste a lot of time being upset that they are not the ways that we genuinely, like we picture them to be. And that's not anything that anybody can really help, um, I think there's a lot of times we overlook people who are there for us because we're too busy thinking about the people that are not there for us. 
Uh, and I know I am particularly guilty of that. So returning to the subject of finding community, I think finding community gets a lot harder as you get older because you really have to kind of set out with the intention of finding a community. Um, I will say that like, I've met friends in like the weirdest ways. Um, I've met people at concerts. I've met people at clubs. I've met people through friends. Um, I, I feel like I meet a lot of girls in the girls bathroom. Like, I'm not going to lie, like at any function, the girls bathroom, but I will say like, before I started like going out more, which those days are over, babes, there will be no more going out. Like I'm going to be focusing on myself, working on this little empire that I'm trying to build. Um, and also it's fucking cold. Like who wants to be going out when it's cold? You know what I'm saying? Like my budget for the next like seven months is zero dollars. Um, and I'm okay with that at this point. But I think the thing is, like, it gets harder as you get older to find community and to make friends. And sure, like, you can use an app. Like, I know Bumble has Bumble BFF. But if you're not, like, if you're kind of afraid of that, I think um, the best way to make friends is to do things that you enjoy. Is if you like to go on picnics, go on a picnic by yourself. Go to the park by yourself. If you like sports, go to a sporting event by yourself. Um, which I'm going to be doing very soon. Like I'm, I want to go to a baseball game, like really bad. So if you like dining out, dine out by yourself, sit at the bar and talk to people that maybe you would have never spoken to before. Um, if you like pottery, arts and crafts, take a pottery class. You will meet people in that way. Like think about how you made friends in school. You didn't have a choice, but to be there. Everybody went there with the intention of getting an education and you just so happened to meet people who are like-minded as you and you had things in common and you formed friendships that way. Maybe those friendships didn't work out, but it's not necessarily a reason to stop trying. Yes, I am speaking to myself at this moment. Um, literally after my most recent friendship breakup, I literally was like, I don't want to get to know nobody else. I don't need any new friends. I don't want to get to know nobody or they fucking mamas. Like y'all was y'all. We're not going to get into this, <sighs> but I did realize that a lot of the friends that like I have now that with that stood the test of time. And that I do not have fundamental differences with are people that I met in school that I had like, you know, that we had to go through a lot of the same things and had to be in a lot of the same environment and had to suffer in the same way. Um, and like in work environments, like my best friends, like I met them at an internship like a long time ago, like 2016. Well, that's not a long time ago, but it is a long time ago. Like in my head, like 2016 was like two years ago, but in all reality, 2016 was literally seven years ago. That's very scary. Okay. Um, so that's how I met like some people. And like, it was funny because one of my friends, she went on a date and she was like, the date sucked ass. She was like, this guy was an asshole. He sucked. Like his attention span was just like nil. And she was like, and what pissed me off the most was we went to this thing that like, it was like a, it was like a silent disco. I know that's not what it was, but that's what it's going to be. Cause I think that's what she said. She was like, she went to a silent disco on a date that her date was 
annoying and just like she wished she could make him leave the date himself because she wanted to be there because she wanted to go to the silent disco and she's like what pisses me off is that there was a really cute guy at the silent disco who was working the silent disco but it would have been rude for her to leave her date to go flirt with the man who was working at the silent disco on the other hand if she had gone to the silent disco by herself had she how she wanted to she could have just flirted with that guy and like maybe on his number and like or maybe even like made a new friend so she was like when she told me that she was telling me how she it reminded her of how I'm constantly telling her if she wants to do something to just go ahead and do it and she's going to meet people that want to do the same thing or and are in the same place as her and that's how she's going to find like a new community and a new group of people Um, and that honestly is something that like I stand by because I really believe in that. I really believe in it. Like, like when, you know, like when I was younger and like I had extracurriculars in school, that's how I met a lot of people that like I still have friends, like them friends with today because it wasn't just, oh yeah, I'm in school for film. You're in school for film. We should be friends. It was like, no, like we were both in, I don't know, like this club this we both did this activity like we both spent a lot of time doing this specific thing so you know like for the longest time I've been wanting to take a pottery class and I'm like you know maybe my husband is waiting in this pottery class like you don't know like you really don't know but it's a great start to meet people and it's a great way to feel like you're meeting people um the train is going by And it's a great way to feel like you're meeting people because I think a lot of the time is, a lot of the time, well, not a lot of the time because I feel like a truth of the universe is that we don't know when anything is going to happen, which is something I really hate. We don't know when anything is going to happen. But the funny thing is we also cannot change when anything is going to happen. So if I'm supposed to meet the love of my life two years from now, there is simply nothing I can do to make that time go by faster. What I can do, however, is trick myself into feeling like I'm being productive, you know, by like fully accepting that I will by like fully accepting that I will meet my person when I meet my person, that the choice will not be mine as much as that irks me, that the choice will not be mine, that at the right time, the stars will align, the paths will cross and I will meet my other What I can do in the meantime, though, is do things, is go out, is go on dates, is, you know, go have fun because I don't know what that event is going to be. And by the time that two and a half years is up, who knows? It might have been the most random fucking thing. It might have been like I dropped a dollar bill at the grocery store and he picked it up and then our eyes meet. And I was like, oh, my God, wow, you're my person. Or it could have been I finally matched with him on Tinder. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, and watch watch it be like I matched with him on Tinder and it was like his first time downloading Tinder and he's like, Oh my god, you're my first match on Tinder. I literally would hate him. <laughs> I would hate him. I'd be like, Wow, so you had me waiting here on this godforsaken app for two fucking years, bitch. I think about that all the time. If my person is somebody that I meet on a dating app and I was like their first match or like their first date on that app, I don't know why, but I'd be irate because I feel like we both should have suffered through it and you just got it a little too easy, just a little too easy. But, um, 
but yeah but you know what though my psychic told me like the person I'd meet and like she said it wasn't through dating apps so I believe her I believe her and yeah I believe her I have more to say about that later okay um but I believe her for now for now um but yeah so I think all you can do is like if there's something you want to do go do it don't wait to have the friend to do it don't wait to have the date to do it just do it just go and enjoy yourself and you and be open to meeting new people and having new experiences and you know as sooner or later the stars will align you will make a friend unless you're like a psychopath you will make a friend you will meet a boy you will meet a girl you will meet a they them okay so just i think the, the main point though is you gotta get out of your house i know i know i know the grass the grass i know the girls don't want to get out of their house i get it babe i get it i really get it but you gotta get out your house to meet people actually you know what i take that back i really take that back because i'm thinking about the one girl who um she was in her she wasn't at home and Harry Styles knocked on her house, knocked on her door, and her dad opened the door because, like, I don't forget why Harry Styles was in her fucking house, but Harry Styles was in her house, okay? And she wasn't there. So if you're really living that life, if you're the main character and you were supposed to meet Harry Styles that day, um, he would come knocking at your door. I'm so serious. So we cannot control these things. There is nothing, unless, like, you literally decide to be, like, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, the grandfather, and just lay in bed and decide to not live your life. There's no way that you're not going to meet people, that you're not going to find a community. I know, like, there are fears that we have, and, like, trust me, I was having a full-blown meltdown about this this morning. Like, I come here, and I'm like, yeah, so this is what you have to do. This is who you have to be at. But truthfully, what you didn't see was the crying and the tears that I swept away as I was telling my therapist, like, I'm literally never going to find love, like... I want love, I want friends, like, I want a full life, like, you didn't see the meltdown, you didn't see me having to literally, like, literally, like, I'm so aware that, like, I sound loony sometimes, and I just have to make her laugh so she don't call the the grippy socks people on me, okay? So, you don't see that part. This is, this is the refined divine this is the divine after the cry after the screaming fit in my car after the yeah like I'm just like really going through a lot right now like are you free to talk okay so like you you don't y'all don't see that (laughs) y'all don't see that so please by any means do not think I have anything together because I have nothing together I am not any smarter than you honestly I'm really not okay so emotionally intelligent yeah I'll give myself that but like these things are hard and like you're not alone in the fact that you're having a hard time keeping these friendships that you're having a hard time feeling meeting people that you really feel like you relate to like you're not alone in that like it's extremely difficult it is the rarest thing on this planet the rarest thing on this planet is to meet people who have fucking sense who have common decency who are kind who are good real 
people whose parents didn't drop them on their fucking heads when they were toddlers. Like, do you understand? Like, I don't think I'm my, I just lost like a piece of something flew in my eye. I don't think people genuinely understand. I did not genuinely understand how rare it is to meet people who have self-awareness who have self-awareness, who when the words leave their mouths, they hear them. Or before the words leave their mouths, they fucking hear them. That shit is rare. Literally, I got into a fight with somebody and I I was gobsmacked. I was absolutely gobsmacked by the end of this fucking conversation. I was like, there is no way that you just said the things that left your fucking mouth right now. And you can look me in the eye and not be ashamed of your fucking self. Godsmacked. I had to immediately, immediately call one of my friends and be like, bitch, thank you so much for having an ounce an ounce of self-awareness and just god bless you for having emotional intelligence but then i also realized i also realized because we have to have grace and we have to give people grace and we have to believe that people do the things that they do because they do not know better i realized that the people that i i look at them and i'm like oh my god You're rare. You are so rare because you have emotional intelligence, because you have self-awareness. Those are my friends I went to therapy. Those are my friends that have a vested interest in therapy, who have put the pride aside, who have been able to shed the ego, or I mean, we never shed the ego. The ego is always there. Who put the ego aside and they say, all right, this is who you are. Like, I got to take it. I have to take who I am and I have to change the things about myself that don't work. Like those are the people who have had the privilege of experiencing that kind of growth. And like, I was just like, oh my God. Oh my God. Like I'm not like a couple months ago, I had a friend who every time I said something like prideful or egotistical, he called me out on it. He called me out on it. He would not let me get away with it. And it pissed me off. It annoyed me because I was just like, half the time I'm not even thinking when I'm talking. Like, why are you doing this? And I will never say this to his face, but I'm a little thankful for it because I kind of like stopped being so defensive when I wasn't realizing I was being defensive. You know what I mean? Sometimes like you're, you're default reaction is offense and then you become defensive I kind of stopped doing that I'm still defensive but if you're gonna tell me why am I being defensive I'm gonna be like yeah I am being fucking defensive and this is the reason why and like every once in a while he'll be like why are you being defensive like I'm being defensive because I am offended by what you just said bitch but it's not (laughs) it's not like default defense and offense like an offense like I'm not offended by just existing okay so shit that shit is so fucking rare but anyways um yeah so that's how I feel about community and uh friendship and all those things um I'm really not in the mood to meet any new people ever again in my life uh People are extremely disappointing. Um, (laughs) They really just suck. So I 
you know, like I used to be like, that's so corny when people like no new friends, no new girl, no new friends, none of it, none of it. Like, I'm like, I'm good where I am. I got my little dog. That was my, my slippers that made that farting sound. I got my little dog. I got my sister. I got my friends who, even though they live a million miles away, bitches, I got these people. And I have my community that we've created. That maybe I should make a Discord. Is that what I should do? Should I make a Discord so that all the lonely girls and POV or my therapist can find each other and be friends? Maybe this is what I should do. I'll look into this. That's on the list of things I need to look into. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, you know, common ground, having things in common and whew, it's hard. It's fucking hard. Like, I'm not even gonna lie to you. It's hard. Um but yeah, so moving on from that topic, I had therapy today and we're fully blown into October. It's October. It's October. Um, my October started pretty good. My October started with me watching Don't Worry Darling. And I just want to say, you bitches lied. You bitches on the internet lied. Y'all that were giving it horrible reviews and saying that Harry Styles was a horrible actor, which I believe I would like to recant that, that belief. I'm recanting. I'm taking it back that Harry Styles is a terrible actor. I think in the clips we saw, it was quite... It was, it was not the best acting. I won't lie to ya. Uh, the acting in the clips were a bit questionable. But also, who said he was being American in the... Because the thing was, his accent was shit, right? And a lot of people were like, what is this accent he's got going on? Leading a lot of people to believe that he was supposed to sound American in the show. The show. In the movie. He was not sounding American in the movie. He was playing a British person. Harry's accent... His real accent has just absolutely turned to shit, I guess, with all of his touring and, like, living abroad and stuff. His accent is god-awful. And, like, and it's not even a fake accent. It's his real accent. But there's something that happens when you live far away from home. You start to adopt the different accents of where you're going. And if you're taking summers in Capri, hearing Italiana, okay, and if you're taking winters in France, okay, and then you're going back to England, to Yorkshire for spring, you know, and then maybe, you know, every once in a while you do a little trip to, like, Cape Town, your accent is going to sound real fucked so I'm not really surprised that his accent sounds terrible like his real accent sounds horrible and I'm like Harold's get a dialect coach or something like fix it now um but yeah but he also like why am I having a whole segment on Harry Styles anyways he also he was also very young when he started like touring and all that so that's more likely to happen to you and like even Meghan Markle like even remember Meghan Markle when she first moved over to England like I think it was like the second year that she was over there there was a clip of her and people were like why is she faking a British accent and a lot of linguistics a lot of linguists were like no this is something that very commonly happens um to people when they live abroad you know, the thing is, I feel like people really don't actually realize how easy it is to lose your dialect, your dialectic sound, if that's a real word, but it's very easy to lose your accent and like the way you speak and the tone of which you speak. Like I listen to myself talk sometimes. Well, I mean all the time because I have this fucking podcast and a lot of the time I hear the Bostonian girl. 
I left Boston when I was like 13. Okay, and I lived in Rhode Island, so like it has like a little bit of Boston accent, but like it's not as abrasive, but I hear it all the time. And most of the time it comes out when I say day. And like but I have to be it ha- like because I'm thinking about saying day, now I'm saying day. Like D A Y. But like if I'm talking about like something, I just did it talking. Like that's a very Boston thing. Like it's like it's like long there you go long and now that I'm talking about it, I'm like it's a very Boston thing like it's long it's annoying it sounds like Linda Belcha like what do you want me to do like what do you want me to say but because I lived in the south like it's been like graded down a lot and it only remains in like certain words and sentences and tones and then I I hear myself talk sometimes I'm like who the fuck is that country girl who the hell is that country bumpkin like in this phone right now like what the hell is going on like so I hear that and then and then and then to make matters worse see there it is matters to make matters worse there it is again I tried to say it without it to make matters worse there's my mother there's my mother in her her Haitian accents all right that is giving it's giving English it's giving France it's giving all of these things anyways all of that aside Harold did fine Harold Styles did a phenomenal, phenomenal is taking it a bit of fall, let's be real here. He did a phenomenal job, says it again. He did a good job. He did a good job in Don't Worry Darling. And there was a twist at the end that is amazing. It was a great twist, okay? The whole time in the theater, my friend that I went with, her ass was just talking. So she was talking so much. And it got to the point, like, first of all, she was commenting on the movie. And then she kept offering me snacks every two minutes. And I was like, mother, please knock it off. So she was like, fine. And she started talking to the people next to me, (laughs) next to her. And I was like, this is absurd. But there was, I, and I'm not a movie talker. There, I'm not a movie talker. When that twist happened, there's one twist and then there's a second twist that's like, it's like a full loop-de-loop. I said, oh, are you fucking kidding me? Like I said, if I say the word, you're going to be like, hmm, I can't say the word, but I said the word out loud and I was like, this guy is a fucking blank, right? So I, it was a great movie. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was really fun. It was really great. Florence Pugh is a gem. She's a doll. She's an absolute doll. Everything she does, absolute perfection, absolute perfection. And after watching this film, you know, maybe if there was strife on set, whatever, there was a lot of things going on. Um, I will say though, there was one thing. Watching the movie, I kept in mind that I saw a tweet where um, there was a black actress. I want to say her name is Kiki. I don't know why. I don't know if her name is Kiki. Hold on. Let me look her up. If I can remember Harry Styles' name and, um, and Florence Pugh's name, I can surely take two seconds to look up the full cast of Don't Worry Darling. This is my official review, guys. This is my official review of Don't Worry Darling. And after we get through this review, I'm going to talk about my dating life just a little bit because I think we need an update. Mm. All right. So the um, what's her name? Let's move down here. Arielle Stachel, I want to say Arielle Stachel 
And y'all, where is this black girl? Kiki Lane. I was right. Her name was Kiki Lane. So they, I saw that on, I almost said TikTok, on Instagram, they were talking about how a lot of their uh, scenes got cut off or got cut down. And somebody on Twitter, you know, I need to get off of Twitter because you guys are so full of hate and fucking vitriol. I hate everything about that site, but it, you know, but when it tweets, it tweets. When the funnies are funny, they're funny. Um, but they were saying that, uh, Olivia Wilde, of course, she cut out Kiki Lane and Ariel Stachel's parts, um, because she's racist. Watching the movie and putting my, this is not me defending Olivia Wilde ever, watching the movie and putting on my screenwriter hat, I genuinely feel whether it was, whether it was Harry or Florence or Chris Pine or Gemma Chan, if they had one more scene in that movie, they would have ruined it. And to be frank, I think they had one too many scenes in the movie. There was one scene between Florence Pugh and Harry that was the moment where I was like, if I lose, because you know when you're in a movie theater and you're watching the movie, you can feel, when you feel you're in the movie, you can feel your mind start to slip out. And once you slip out in that movie theater, it is very, very hard to get back in. That's like when you're at home and you're watching a movie, that's when you, you start cleaning, you get a snack, you go pee. And the next thing you know, you forget, then you hear the Netflix commercial stuff going on. That's that part where I was like, halfway through the scene, I was like, you're either going to lose me. I was like, I'm either going to get sucked out and I'm not going to be able to get back in. And thankfully, right when I said that, that's when the scene ended. And I was like, we're right back in it. So I genuinely feel like if their scenes got cut, it might have been because it was redundant because I feel like the plot wasn't that complicated to begin with. And I feel like the plot wasn't that complicated. Like it was pretty linear. And I feel like if you put anything else in between, it would have just ruined it. And there was two scenes between Florence and Harry that were redundant. And I was like, if I get lost, it's here. So I can understand as an actor your frustration in like your scenes getting cut. But I'm not going to lie to you. When I did my student film, I cut out two actors scenes completely. I cut them completely out from the minute they walked in. I cut them out of the entire story. I just pulled them out because they were like a sides, like a, a sides story that I was just like, this is not necessary. And I just cut them so, um, but yeah, so I went in having the lowest of expectations and thinking I was genuinely going to be watching a terrible movie. I was pleasantly surprised. I really enjoyed it. It was a great movie. Um, but also though, I am quite easy to impress. So I like movies. I'm a person that likes to sit down and watch a movie. If I love anything, and I'm not saying Don't Worry Darling is a bad horror film because it's not. It's not even a horror film. I love a bad horror film. And I love a bad horror film that knows they're a bad horror film and completely leans into that. Like Malevolent and um, Orphan. Ugh. Except Orphan is great. It's not a bad horror film, but it's like a B-level horror film. You know, like it's kind of, I don't want to say tacky, but I also, I don't know. It's like, I'll... Moving on, because, 
we're moving on because um I know like I'm not gonna explain it as well as I need to um but yeah so I really like don't worry darling I had a great time watching that movie it was really fun um and I really really enjoyed it and I think everybody did a good job and if the rumors are true and Florence Pugh ended up directing half of that movie give her the fucking Oscar for best director even though we know it's not gonna get that part but you know nominate her for best director um but yeah thoroughly enjoyed it it was super fun and I liked it a lot uh while I am completely orange and fully in the mood of uh October one of the things that I, I know we're doing such a hard switch to something else right now, but one of the things I talked about to my therapist this morning was that early in the winter of last this year, I really thought that I would be, you know, I would, I thought that October would come and, you know, it's autumn, it's autumn. I thought October was going to be here. I was going to be, you know, in my little, I was going to be a ginger. She was going to be a ginger. And I was going to be kissing with my gigantic man. We remember him, right? I thought we were going to be kissing with my six foot six giant in a fucking pumpkin patch. Okay? Um, I thought that was going to be my life. Like, I thought we were going to go pumpkin picking. We were going to, like, make out in the pumpkin patch. We were going to eat pumpkin donuts and, like, drink Starbucks pumpkin spice lattes like I really 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 thought and like I was up the other night thinking about it and I was telling my therapist like I really like it's so funny like I really thought that like that was gonna be me like I really thought I was gonna be having a Christian girl autumn like I really thought I was gonna be having a Christian girl autumn like um I'm not kidding you my therapist literally straight up laughed in my face when I said that um, she was like, babe, that was never going to happen. <laughs> and I literally was like, oh my God, read me girl. She was like, that was never going to happen because if anything, he was just going to be a psychopath. Mm-hmm. There was never going to be a pumpkin patch, babe. She was like, there would probably be a lot more therapy sessions. Mm, 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 mm. and I was like wow I was like I'm always wrong like I'm always wrong about the guys that I think things are about like that my psychic shit is about and I'm like I'm always wrong and she was like she was like um no I don't think you're always wrong she was like I think you're a projector she was like I think you like to project things onto the men that like are around you at the time and and I was like yeah this is true I was like I'm not gonna like mince words like this is very true and I was telling her about like the most recent guy that I thought it was about that I realized it wasn't about and she was like girl like that man is traumatized she was like you could be a trauma therapist and like it still would not have worked out and I was like oh my god girl just like read the fuck out of me she read me today my therapist read the fuck out of me today and like I kind of liked it because you know I'm a masochist I like pain I'm a little bit of a sadist but to me not to other people and when my therapist reads me and tells me about it myself, I'm like, yes, girl, tell me why I suck. I'm like, this is what therapy should be. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. So, um, there's a lot of news to be coming forth in the upcoming weeks. 
Um, last we talked, I told you I was working on merch, still working on it. I got some samples this week. I was disgusted. I was thoroughly angry and disgusted and I will be writing a very strongly worded letter asking for my money back. Um, but still working on it. Hopefully I will have something wonderful to show you by the end of the month. Um, if you made it this far in the episode number one, um, and if you can guess what the theme of the merch is, I will give you something for free. Hmm, how about that? Um, what I'm wearing right now kind of is giving the theme, like it's kind of giving the theme. So if you can think about what the theme of the merch is. Um, you may get something. So if you're watching on YouTube, comment. Um, if you're on Apple podcast, leave a comment. If you're on Spotify, girl, if you're on Spotify, uh, leave, like send me a DM what you think the theme of the merch is. Not what I'm selling, not what colors we're using. Um, but the, but the theme of the merchandise but I'm very excited about it like one thing did come out good a single thing came out good and I was like okay this gives me a glimmer of hope um but everything else I am I don't want to say I'm back to square one because that's me being dramatic I'm back to step like two so I could have been done but it didn't go out the way I wanted it to so now you know gotta redo a lot of stuff Um, but yeah, so as you know, if you're listening on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, hit the notification bell, hit the like button. Um, and if you made it this far, write ginger, leave ginger in the comments. She's a ginger. She's a ginger. Um, if you're listening on Spotify or Apple podcast, uh, go ahead and leave me a rating and review if you're listening on Apple and, you know, a rating if you're listening on Spotify. Um, and follow me on Instagram at VineFilo, V-I-N-E-P-H-I-L-O. And the same goes for Twitter. That's also my Twitter handle. And I am dphile, D-P-H-I-L-E on TikTok. Still have not changed it because I don't feel like it. But yeah, this, I hope that was a helpful conversation. Um, and if it was not, we will probably revisit it later. There was a lot that I could have talked about, but I didn't want to have to split this into two episodes because I know how much you guys love that. You don't. Um, but yeah, so I hope you guys have a wonderful week. I can't stop playing with my hair. I'm a ginger now. If you're listening on the radio, go look at me on Instagram and tell me what you think of my new hair color. Okay. Um, that'll be a bonus comment of the week what do you think of divine's new hair uh i like it i had to kind of like lighten my eyebrows with some concealer honestly downstairs when i was doing my it was looking real questionable it was looking very questionable in the mirror in the bathroom but now that i'm up here with all the lights i think it looks good but you know the lights have a way of deceiving you so who knows Anyways, have a great week. I love you so much. You are my favorite. And I hope you find your community because, bitch, it is hard as fuck out here. Being a friendless, hoeless, niggaless girl. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. 
I ain't got no friends. I ain't got no dick. What do I have to live for besides myself, sadly? Like, Jesus. Anyways. Oh, there you go. I live for Jesus, as I spit. I live for Jesus. (sighs) Jesus ain't gonna, like, let me bust it. So, it's just too much. All right. Bye, y'all. Mwah. Mwah. Mwah.